Hey everybody, welcome back to the Gorgeous Strength Podcast. My name is Kayleen. And my name is Heidi. And I'm excited for today's episode because we're going to talk about your trip to Sedona. Sedona and the Grand Canyon. I've never been. Oh my gosh, if you've never been, you must go. It's a bucket list for so many people. Um, I had been when I was younger, but had never been to Sedona. Um, So this was just a whole bucket list, check it off and... Yeah. Your photos looked really pretty. Well, where do you want me to start? Um, With your fun fact. With my fun fact. Because I did not come prepared today. It's okay. I'll pick up the slack this time. Okay. You did the last time. Um, So my fun fact, as we are getting closer to Halloween, Mm -hmm. um, so one year I dressed up like a man, a trucker to be exact. Like a trucker hat? I had a trucker hat. I ripped my sleeves off my shirt. I had, I think it's, uh, it said something corny on the shirt. Of course, I went to Goodwill and found all my clothes. Um, got some jorts and my hair was this nice mullety length. And if I don't have my extensions in and I just let it air dry, it looks like a pretty good mullet when it's short. Oh my God. So I put my trucker hat on. I fluffed up my eyebrows. I had a mustache and then I put some gross stuff on my teeth. Um, And of course I had some nice new balance. Mm -hmm. I had it all. Um, So I worked in the salon that day. I went to um, see my parents who have their own business and I walked in and they, they sell trailers and all that kind of stuff. So I fit right in. They didn't <laughs> recognize me. Um, and then upon like looking at me, then they thought that maybe I was my uncle playing a trick on them. It was quite hilarious. When How they long did it, it take them? Um, it took them about 15 minutes. Like I was just kind of wandering around, looking around. Like they saw me, but they did not know I was their daughter. How did you keep a straight face? Because... Like, I literally can't tell a lie. I I smile anytime I'm trying to pull a fast one on anybody. Well, um, I just, I love pranking people. So I think it was just in my nature just to get it done. And did they just die laughing when they realized? They did. They did. Uh, um, then I was also working at Walgreens. So I went to Walgreens that evening. and In your costume? In my costume. I also had one of my coworkers who I dressed up as my wife, my redneck wife. Yeah. Um, so we worked together. But uh, one of the customers said that I looked like his neighbor. And I was like, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Yeah. No. No. So I apparently can pull off. A very good a man or a woman man yeah I guess so well hey might come in handy someday it might undercover yeah undercover boss I like it well fun fact about me uh, when it comes to Halloween I just don't get into it it's like that's not my holiday it's not any fun if you don't enjoy it yeah I just I'm not creative like that okay. so one year <laughs> one year Michaela at the salon it, she has this dinosaur outfit and it's like legit a huge dinosaur outfit. Oh my God. And we told, were you there at the salon? I wasn't. Um, we decided as a team, we were all going to come dressed up that day. And I don't know if it was Halloween day or a day or two before (laughs) Halloween, but 
I just don't like it's just not me and I had full intention to come dressed up that day but you know time passed and that was the last on my priority list was to go find a costume it takes too much time <laughs> and so I come in and total totally disappointed them like I wasn't dressed up at all it was in my normal work attire and I can't remember what everybody else was but Mick was in a full-on dinosaur costume like the little dinosaur hands like one of those inflatable ones it was inflatable it was about oh six feet tall or seven feet tall it was hilarious <laughs> and she's so disappointed that you know she put in all this effort and I didn't I, I don't think she was disappointed she was just like man you need to show up too if we're all gonna do this you got to do it too she didn't want to feel like an idiot oh but we had a good time with it did she do hair that day yeah she didn't wear it all day but okay. it was fun how fun so maybe this year you guys can get me to dress up, but I highly doubt it unless you all go get a costume for me. Hey, we can make that happen. I think Haley, um, one of our estheticians, she does really good Halloween makeup. Yep. Okay. okay. Well, I want to hear about your trip to Sedona because, you know, this podcast is all about leveling up and awakening and like killing your limiting beliefs and stepping into that version of who you want to become, which is so scary sometimes because you know you want to make a change you know you want to make a shift but you're so comfortable in your everyday life mm -hmm. that it's hard to make a shift you know weight loss people say that they want to lose weight but they're so comfortable having their snacks at night I fall guilty of that and so I know that this trip for you was very awakening it really helped you create clarity and space. So we really haven't had a chance to sit down and talk much about it. I can't wait well, to hear. Let's just tell everybody. Yeah. I'm going to start with the Grand Canyon because that was the biggest mindset. Like we hiked into the Grand Canyon and came out different people. Um, so we had hiked the whole rim of the Grand Canyon, the South Rim, and we saw, hey, there's this trail that goes down into the canyon. That'll be fun. I've always wanted to hike into the Grand Canyon, but with weather and whatnot, there's only certain times of the year that you can do so. So we see this trail. We're like, we're going to go the next day and we're going to do it. So we start and they have rest stops every hour or every mile and a half. And we stopped at every mile and a half. And when we got down to three miles, we're like, we can go down to the bottom. It'll be fine. It's only another mile and a half. We've made it this far. As we've judged everybody who were coming back up because <laughs> they were dying. And we're like, this is so easy. I mean, we're going down. It's like 20 minutes a mile, which is really good. Um, the elevation drop was 4,000 feet. Oh, wow. So that does play with your body a little bit, especially yeah. being from Kansas. And I don't know what our elevation changes are, but it's like a foot maybe. Yeah. Um, so our mindset was, okay, we're going to go do this. And it says, okay, if you go down this far, it's going to be six to nine hours of hiking. And we're like, no, we'll be fine. We've got this. So we see a ranger um, about half the way down and she's like, hey, you know, when you guys get down there, there is a creek. That's where we were going. 
um, get your clothes wet because you might overheat in the desert. And we're like, what? Okay, no, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Very naive of us to think that. Um, So we get down there. We met some really awesome people. But then we had to hike back up. And let me tell you, (laughs) five miles uphill, going 4,000 feet straight up. And what was the temperature? Um, In the lower part, when we were in the desert part, it got up to 105. And then once we finally got into some shade, I mean, I've never done a walk like or a hike like that. But like in that desert area, you are praying for shade. You are you're asking the vultures and raptors to come get you at that point. Like you are done, but you have to get back to the top. You keep seeing all these rest stops with the 911 and 350 people get airlifted out of the canyon each year. And I'm sitting there like, I'm going to be one of those people. I am going to have to call 911. I'm going to have to open the box for all these people and be like, come and save me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we made it up and it was, it took us so long to get back to the top and eventually by like mile four and you still have a mile to go and your legs don't work it's all all in your mind you have to just stay positive you have to keep going one foot in front of the other Mm -hmm. and it's kind of I I rarely if ever work out and for me to do this and then still be mentally strong enough like my mind crawled me right out of that canyon because there was no way my physical being did that. (laughs) So, um, I mean, we had different weather conditions. We had 4,000 feet of elevation, down and back, heat, heat, cold, you name it. Um, So I guess that's that story. Well, okay, so with that, it goes back into a lot of what we talk about. Number one thing that you said that stood out to me is you went into this very naive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, Kayleen, how do you start a business? And I'm actually working with somebody right now on opening up a gym and like going through those steps of what does that look like? And I have to say, like, when I opened all of my businesses, even purchased my rental properties, I was naive going into that. And sometimes that's really nice to be naive going into something instead of being that person that researches everything and like overanalyzes everything. Mm -hmm. Because I can be that person too. Um, Because when you're not... Naive, you go into it not knowing what to expect and you Mm -hmm. just figure it out. You You have to figure it out. Like when stuff (laughs) comes up, you, it comes up and you just find a way to get through that. Mm -hmm. Um, and you learn from it. But if you're that person that analyzes everything, like had you researched this trail and you would (laughs) have seen the elevation changes, you would have read all the reviews about it. It's like what people do when they get sick, they look at Google and they're like, Oh my God, I'm dying. And it's Mm -hmm. just a cold. Um, but when you research things too much and you go in over prepared, you look at the end goal, you know, you would have looked at the end goal of like six to eight hours and said, I can't do it. Well, yeah. So when it comes to open a business, if you look at the end goal, you're like, that's too much work. I can't do it. Instead of 
as you are walking out and you're tired and you see how much farther you have to go, you just put one foot in front of the other. Or and you call 911 and be <laughs> a statistic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that too. But, you know, at least if you are putting one foot in front of another and you happen to slip and fall and you need help, call 911. You yeah. know, whatever, however you want to compare that to whatever you're going through right now, you call for help. There's so much beauty in that, you know, like whatever you do in life, you can't do it alone. No. Had you no. not been there with Ian, your husband, you would have <laughs> called 911. Absolutely. And there were times where I know he was so tired of me stopping just to breathe. Yeah. But I felt a little bit better. There were some others our age that were also having to stop pretty frequently. So it wasn't just us. And yeah, he was my number one cheerleader to get me out of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. So I love like what you learned taking on that challenge and accomplishing it because when you came out of the Grand Canyon, like I want to do it now. I've never been. Wow. And you you make me kind of terrified, but you make me also want to challenge myself to do it. But coming out of that, being a whole new person and saying like, look what I accomplished. Absolutely. Um, I think we get so wrapped up in the day-to-day, -day, just everything and just you know me, I'm one of those that just kind of floats along and does whatever. And that's just, I mean, that's how we travel and it works for us. And it just, it, it changes a person on a different level when you just, you get your ego out of it. You get those little voices in your head out of it, or you don't even let them in mm -hmm. to stop you or to stand in your way. So, so like, do it. how many times when you guys were hiking back up, because I'm sure that's the hardest part. Oh, yeah. Um, were you, like, what kind of stories were you telling yourself and how did you overcome those stories? Was it a pep talk from Ian or was it in your head that you're like, I can't let him down, so I got to go? What did that look like? Um, there were definitely conflicting thoughts. So it was, okay, we're getting close. Um, I can call 911. <laughs> there was that thought a couple of times. Um, but yeah, it was mostly him just, okay, we can do this. We can do this together. Um, it was just, you know, like I, I could not call 911 and be okay with myself because I got myself into that situation and I was one way or another going to find my way out. Yeah. So... I hope that answers your question. Yeah. So <laughs> it does. Um, what else did you learn on this trip? Um, well, to create space for yourself. Um, so then we went down to Sedona. Um, so creating space for yourself just to get out to, we didn't have service on our phones for quite a while when we were out exploring. And so just getting out and getting outside your daily routine and creating that space to just be open to what's coming and to learn from that. So um, if any of you have been to Sedona before, you know that the whole town is a vortex and me being a Reiki practitioner, I'm all about it. I want to know all the things. Um, so this trip, we were able to do three of the vortexes and we plan to go back. Um, but in that time, so a vortex, let me backtrack. A vortex is a point in the earth where the energy comes spiraling out and it's very dense. Um, they don't really know why, 
but in Sedona, you've got four different vortexes surrounding the town. So a lot of people go there for healing. A lot of people go there just to, to benefit from what all that offers. So that's kind of what we were going for. I wanted to go explore the energy. I wanted to soak it all in. Um, so there were, there were times where I was dangling from a rock trying to get to these vortexes. Girl, I saw your photo. <laughs> you guys, she has this photo of her. Ian did not go anywhere near where she was at. He doesn't. I can tell in the photo because the photo is taken from a distance and you're just literally sitting on the edge of a freaking cliff that I would, I would have a panic attack. I am terrified of heights. But to, for her to get to where she was, I could see in the photo and I asked her, like, she had to walk on the tiniest ledge. Hanging on to the rock face. Oh, my goodness. And I said, <laughs> did Ian not want you to go? Because I know if that were roles reversed and that were Craig and I, I would not let him go. I, I would not let him go because I would be afraid <laughs> he would slip and fall and die. And that's just my own fear. Well, yeah. I... I guess I'm a risk taker and Obviously. where I do get a little afraid of heights when you're up that far, um, I, you just, you got to power through because what stands on the other side of your fear, you don't know. Yeah. And I got to see a view that maybe others didn't get to see the ones that were too chicken to walk out there. <laughs> it looked so beautiful. Yeah, it was. And the energy was so different and just there was a sense of calm just when you get out of your head, when you get your phone shut off, when, I mean, technology is so a part of our daily lives and feeling that different energy was just, there are no words. Yeah. So we're going to be doing a full episode soon on creating space, but I kind of knew that that's what you were going to say with, <laughs> when I said, what else did you learn? Because you really, it was so weird going a full week and barely hearing from you because we communicate so much throughout every single day. Um, but I knew as a friend too, that I needed to not message. There were so many times I wanted to message you. Oh my God, listen to my day. Yeah, but I, I knew the intent of this trip. And I knew that you needed that space. So it's not only creating space for yourself, but it goes back into one of our other episodes about boundaries. Mm. And you and I didn't have to have that conversation of <laughs> Kayleen, don't text me while I'm gone because we're both like, we both know what each other needs. But, you know, if you guys are ever taking a vacation for yourself in order to create that space for yourself, make sure you have systems set up where people no, or if they are texting you, you know your boundaries of just putting that phone away so that you can fully detach. And that goes into your everyday life. I cannot tell you how many times I get home and I'm stuck on my phone from 5.30 until I go to bed just responding. And I, then I don't get time for me. I don't get time with my dogs. I don't get time with my husband. Most importantly. Yeah, but <laughs> I we all get caught up in that. We so do. Create there there's so many ways that you can create space on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. But also create bigger times of space just like your vacation where you're totally detached because 
I've seen it in you and you even said when you got home, like you were so inspired and you had so many ideas while you were there. And it's because you allowed yourself to have silence. Absolutely. And coming back, I mean, there's so much that I'm still processing. Um, There was so much energy just there's just so much to still process and I'm so excited to keep figuring out all of it. Yeah. So excited. Yeah. It's almost just like what you're doing right now. It's almost like you can't even verbalize what you feel. Cause you've said that to me ever since you've been back, you, you keep saying there's so much, there's There's so so much. much. And you guys, I'm not even able to dig it out of her. And I don't know that you're (laughs) even aware of that. No, because I can tell that you're still, like you're internalizing it all. Absolutely. It's like, okay, I just had this trip. Um, I feel this way. I feel this way. Why do I feel this way? Um, I know a lot of it is just my own journey and my own healing journey. Um, we all have traumas. We all have everything that we eventually have to deal with. And I'm, I'm waiting on what's coming next and I'm excited and I'm going to stay excited because I know whatever's coming is going to be great and marvelous. Oh and my gosh. You got something? That is an idea. You need to write it down. Hold on. I let think, me grab my pen and paper. I think we just need to do a whole episode on patience because as we're talking through this, you're processing this. Yeah. And most people would just kind of like snap, move on with their life and not even connect that they're in they're experiencing something different. They're experiencing a shift. They're experiencing something new for the first time. Yeah, and may, and you don't know what that shift is yet, but I'm open. You're you're waiting for it. You're mm-hmm. open to it. And me, I when I feel a shift coming, I'm like, okay, let's do it Woo! instead of processing it. Mm-hmm. Or you just ignore it. You know, I don't have time for that right now. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, I put it in. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't a good idea. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Any final thoughts on your trip? I felt like there was something else. Um, I don't know. It might just have to be another another podcast. Yeah, it'll come to you. It will. Thank you for sharing it with us. Well, absolutely. And if anybody has any questions about that or boundaries or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. DM us. Um, You guys, I hope that this episode has opened your mind into like getting outside of your comfort zone, creating space, um, and just connecting with what you want. So if you enjoyed this episode, we would absolutely love it. If you would take a screenshot, share it on social media and tag us. Our Instagram is at gorgeous strength. And if you would leave us a review, we would love that too. Also keep your questions coming because in the next episode, I believe we are going to be answering a listener's question and I'm really excited for that one. So thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye guys.